It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into a Fish Fry Friday here on the show. And if you don't know what a Fish Fry Friday is, well, you're not from Wisconsin and shame on you. Um, it is a fine, fine tradition. Families gather from near and far. They find the supper club, the hidden gems, the little dive bars that have great fish fries, um, perch, bass, trout. No, I'm just kidding. Not bass, uh, but bluegill, trout. Um, some cases they'll have <clears throat> other accoutrements as well. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute tradition in the state but we we call it a fish fry Friday because it's our our way to be cathartic, right, Pat? It is our way to to let go of the crap that happened this week, throw it into the fryer, fry it on up, and be done with it. We can move into the weekend um, and and cleanse ourselves a little bit, if you will. So that's what mm. we're going to do today on this fish fry Friday. Um, of course, we're going to start with our best. Stories of the week. We'll also give you our worst stories of the week. Crown a brand new Richard of the week and play the B or not the B. We've got a lot to get into on this show. And if you're watching on Rumble, then you know how to contact us. If not, why why are you not watching? And why are you just listening to the podcast? Um, we have increased our subscriber base um, at a pretty nice little clip here over the last week. So I'm excited by that. And um, we're going to talk. I have a feeling a lot about Donald Trump in this show. And I and I debated whether or not I wanted to, um, but I have to because, Pat, I have my best story of the week. And my best story of the week comes from the state of Virginia. But, but wait, mm. they, they, they failed us, Pat. They, they failed the conservatives, except for I'm not conservative. I'm a libertarian and more independent than anything. So um, I'm conservative. Mm -hmm. So well, they failed you. So they failed mm -hmm. you, Pat. Mm -hmm. 
So mm-hmm. why would this be my best story of the week? Why why would failure from the state of Virginia? Remember, it was going to be a it was going to be a red win if they took Virginia two. If they took Virginia seven, it was going to be a red wave. And if they took Virginia ten, it was a red tsunami coming, red wedding coming, coming, coming. They took Virginia two. <laughs> Um, But coming out of the state of Virginia, one of the biggest winners in 2021 was Winsome Sears, the black former Marine, well, once a Marine, always a Marine. Happy birthday to the Marine Corps yesterday. And by the way, before I get into anything else, happy Veterans Day to all of the veterans out there. Um, I've got a lot of them in my family, so I'm not going to name them all. but to all my family, to all my friends who served, who chose, as I said on, on Facebook, who chose service over self, thank you so much for protecting us, for fighting, for sacrifices that you have made, whether we know them or not. Um, we, we appreciate all of that here at this show, and I greatly appreciate um, all the personal sacrifices that I know people have had to make in service of our country. But... Winsome Sears is one of those people, Pat, and she continues to choose a life of service over self. And this headline came, she's the lieutenant governor, by the way, of the state of Virginia, winning that, flipping everything in the state of Virginia last year to red. The governorship, the lieutenant governorship, the House of Burgesses and the Senate, I believe, all went red. In that in that state. But <clears throat> she announced yesterday or or thereabouts that um, she will not support Donald Trump in a run in 2024. Why is this my best story of the week, though? Because who cares about the lieutenant governor in the state of Virginia, right? Who cares. Well, She holds some cachet because of who she is and what she did in that election. She was an absolute rock star in that election. And a lot of people believe that because of her candidacy, Glenn Youngkin was able to save votes in heavily red areas. Right, A lot of heavily red areas turned out because of Winsome Sears. But... It's really because of why she says she will not support Donald Trump in 2024. She didn't trash him. She didn't go, you know, kneecapping Donald Trump or attack his family or anything else. Are you listening, Donald Trump? We'll get into that. I have a feeling in a little bit. Um, But this is what she said. Um, Speaking to Fox Business Network, quote, when we look at the mission, And as a Marine, we're looking to the mission, and the voters have spoken, and they have said that they want a different leader, Sears said. And a true leader understands when they have become a liability. A true leader understands that it's time to step off the stage. And the voters have given us that very clear message, because this is about America. I could not support him. I just couldn't. Because we have seen, for example, in those states where he had endorsed the candidates, in fact, Republicans on the same ticket who he did not endorse, overperformed, whereas his candidates totally underperformed by as much as 10 points. We have a clear mission, and it is time to move on. That's how you deal with that. 
She didn't attack him personally, right? Didn't go, you know, below the belt. She just came with straight facts, homie. Here, here's the thing. As a conservative, okay, mm-hmm. she's right. It is time to move on from Donald Trump. And if anything, if anything, this last week should have shown us all why. One, you're underperforming if if you are close to Trump or Trumpism, as as some people like to put it. Yeah, look at uh, Doug Mastriano in in Pennsylvania. Look at yep. um, was it uh, Dan or Dean Baldick in um, New Hampshire? Right, yeah, New Hampshire. Got his mm-hmm. ass handed to him by yep. Maggie Hassan or Hassan, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah, um, no. you, you can go all over the country. Da- uh, Darren Bailey here in Illinois underperformed right. what everybody thought he might <clears throat> be able to like do. Master, uh, I think was another. So yeah, and we still don't know the results of that election, which is Jesus. It's it's that Arizona is insane, flat out. But that's that's a different story. So she's right in the sense of I mean, look look at how the candidates did. She's also right, and look what he did to Ron DeSantis this week. Mm-hmm. Why that everyone should be, you know, cheering on right now after that big of a win. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the fact that he even had to go after Casey DeSantis, a cancer survivor, should show you, hey, this guy is threatened. And the fact that he's threatened by Ron DeSantis means this election's not about America. It's about Donald Trump and his fucking ego. So, no, it, 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 we can't have Trump again. If that's what it's going to be about in, in the 2024 election, we can't have that kind of a leader again. It's just going to divide the country even more than where we're, where we're already at. So, no, it just we must move on. Yeah. It- and I think Will Witt had a really interesting take on this. And I don't know if you saw it on Twitter or not. But I um, didn't see it. so basically what he said is you can in one hand be grateful for the movement that Donald Trump put together, right? And you can recognize that it was needed and necessary in the moment and be grateful for that moment in time. But that doesn't mean that he is infallible. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to move on. And when we watch him take pot shots like he has over the past week at Ron DeSantis, at his wife, and the things that he's done on Truth Social, it just proves that it's time to move on. Uh, I mean, is that your worst story of the week, though, Pat? I don't want to step on it. Um, no, my, my worst story of the week will... will okay, it's something else? Okay. More. Yeah, because I want you to hear this. Okay, this is Ron or this is uh, Donald Trump issuing a statement through Truth Social. Okay, I want you to hear this, and this is exactly what Winsome Sears is talking about when she says that true leaders know when it's time to step off the stage. This is from Trump. Now that midterms are over and a success dot, 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 News Corp, which is Fox, the Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post, bring back coal, whatever the hell that is, is all in for Governor Ron DeSanctimonious. 
an average Republican governor with great public relations who didn't have to close up his state, but did, unlike other Republican governors, whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average, middle of the pack, including COVID, and who has the advantage of sunshine, where people from badly run states up north would go no matter who the governor was, just like I did. Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead, losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putman, who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approval, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot, Ron. When I endorsed him, it was as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they... They were the exact words that Adam Putman used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, quote, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. I then got Ron by the quote unquote star of the Democrat uh, Party, Andrew Gillum, who was later revealed to be a crackhead, quote unquote, by having two massive rallies with tens of thousands of people at each one. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron and he beat Gillum. But after the race, when votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County and Ron was getting down 10,000 votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I sent in the FBI and the U.S. attorneys and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. And now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. The fake news asks him if he's going to run for president. Uh, if he's going to run, if President Trump's run, and he says, quote, I'm only focused on the governor's race. I'm not looking into the future. Well, in terms of loyalty and class, that's really not the right answer. This is just like 2015 and 2016, a media assault collusion when Fox News fought me to the end until I won. And then they couldn't have been nicer or more supportive. The Wall Street Journal loved low energy Jeb Bush and the succession of the other people as they rapidly disappeared from sight. Finally, falling in line with me after I easily knocked them out one by one. We're in exactly the same position now. They will keep coming after us, MAGA. But ultimately, we will win. Put America first and make America great again. What the hell was that? That is why Winsome Sears' reaction to Donald Trump and the understanding of and reading of the room. And as much as I've had some issues with Ben Shapiro as of late and some of his, his talk on COVID and this or the other thing, he got something very right this week. Um, and that thing that he got right is basically the elections of 2022 and now 2024 coming up are going to be who learns their lessons fast enough? Who gets it fast enough? If the Democrats don't understand that this was not a more uh, a endorsement of their, you know, their playbook, if you will, right? If they don't understand that that's not what this election was about, they're going to get their ass handed to them in 2024. If the Republicans don't. If the Republicans believe that this was some sort of a wave election, they're going to get their ass handed to them. Right? Right. I mean, Winsome Sears gets the, the first clue that parts of the Republican Party get what happened on, on uh, Tuesday. 
mm-hmm. is in this Winsome Sears statement. She understands that Donald Trump was the albatross around the neck of the GOP in this election. And, and I also believe, and maybe, well, you're going to get into a different story. So I'm going to save this part of the take um, for that. So I'm not going to go there. Again, this is just critical thinking on the fly. But um, the the number one takeaway has to be that Donald Trump is bad for the Republican brand, if you will. It is, and as a libertarian, it's hard for me to be like, oh, shucks. But the reality is that I firmly believe that the use of the Republican Party by the libertarian wings of people <clears throat> is the right move going forward. It's how you win. Because the fight to get ballot access is one thing. The second fight is to get to 10%. The third fight is to become a legitimate contender in an election. And those things are going to take generations, if ever they happen, because of how our system has been set up for over 200 and whatever years, right? Mm. So when I take a look at that, I I see this being the best story because somebody as strong as Winsome Sears is coming out and saying, no, thank you. I'm going to work the other direction and we're going to make sure that Donald Trump, right? I'm not endorsing him. I'm not going there. We're not doing it. And she gets it. She understands what happened, why the wave fizzled out. And it was because they ran batshit crazy candidates like Baldrick, like Doug Mastriano, who up until like two weeks before he was going to get the nominee uh, the nomination for the governorship, right, in the state of Pennsylvania, was QAnon all over the place. Blake Masters, underperforming Kerry Lake, tells you he's a bad candidate. It was all there for the taking. And the Democrats really helped. Baldrick got through because of money from the Democratic Party in the state of New Hampshire. Doug Mastriano got through because of the endorsement of Donald Trump and money from the Democratic Party. Darren Bailey, totally different story here because there are people in the, in he is a dyed-in-the-wool actual conservative. He is not a MAGA forever. But he underperformed because they were able to tie him to Donald Trump because what? Donald Trump showed up here in, in Southern Illinois and decided to stump speech for Bailey. He is toxic. That statement is toxic. Let's give it a shot, Ron. And then, um, and then you know, taking credit where credit is not due and all of the things in that statement. So for Winsome Sears and company to get it the way that they did, congratulations. I love every second of it. And like I said, as a conservative, I agree with her. With that being said, Pat, your best story of the week. So I kind of have two, if you will. Um, One of which is sports related. The other one's a little bit more uh, political related. And very simply, the one that's political related is despite the country not having the uh, red wave, red tsunami, red wedding that, that it was supposed to have, mm-hmm. Utah sure as hell did. Um, 
looking at their election results, I mean, virtually everywhere went went, went red mm-hmm. um, and deep red. And you know, I mean that we still have a super majority in our state legislature. Um, and uh, Evan McMullen um, <laughs> got called out for for how he conceded to to Mike Lee on Twitter mm-hmm. um, from people that were actually at Mike Lee's camp that night when when Evan McMullen called. And people are just seeing through more and more all the time the grift that it is Evan McMullen, and it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful sight to see. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Evan McMullen will uh, finally go gently into that good night. Um, and he's been pretty quiet on Twitter the last couple of days. So there you have it. Um, my my ultimate uh, story, though, I wanted to go sports related just because we we've talked so much about the election this week. I wanted to give people a little bit of a break. And I came across the story from Outkick the other day, and I just thought it was a really cool story. Um, so Buffalo, um, and by this, this is the University of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, has a 30-year-old, yeah, he has a 30-year-old former Navy SEAL defensive end. Yeah, I, and it, he just, he has an amazing, amazing story. Um. But uh, basically, um, he served. So he listed the Navy um, right after high school, uh, eventually joined the elite SEAL platoon. Um, <clears throat> he, he took the role of lead breacher and specialized in explosives and, and obstruction removal. Uh, if a barricade needed to be torn down, a door needed to be blown off. I mean, he was he, he took him out. Um, he was deployed twice. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, he, al- he always wanted to play college football, um, mm-hmm. but despite never having played the sport, Jackson wrote uh, letters to the uh, every single Division One college football program and asked for an opportunity. Nebraska um, gave him that shot, um, but somehow I, he, he ended up, uh, after arriving, Cornhuskers, and he earned a, a spot on special teams. And then in the 2020 season, he was placed uh, on scholarship and worked for the team's rotation at outside linebacker. Nebraska uh, then wore special uniforms on September 11, 2021. Jackson was part of the coolest revealed uh, of all time, which, I mean, there's a video of it here. It, it actually uh, is pretty cool, too. Um, but uh, then COVID happened. Um, and then he took ability of his eligibility to transfer to Buffalo um, as a six-year graduate student, and he has a record or has recorded 19 tackles in 10 games with the Bulls. So it's just really cool story. I mean, he, he you've got a, a here, here he is. He's 30 years old. He's a former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He's playing Division One college football. It's pretty cool. Yeah, very very cool. It's a it's a great story, and um, he's pretty successful too. He's not not playing bad this year. So, no, no, he's not. I mean, Buffalo is. I mean, it's it's they're they're not like a well well they're not like a huge program, but I mean they're they're okay. So now before we move on to the uh the bee or not the bee and some of the other stuff going on right the fryer all that stuff i got one other thing though pat when we look at the election here 
when we talk yeah. about learning the wrong lessons, but also the right information, this is a great example of this, right? This idea that there was no red wave, it was a red fizzle, right? We're right. correct in, in so much as the story was that we were likely to get 53, 54 Senate seats. That That's a huge win, considering the fact that Democrats held a massive advantage in the number of seats that they had to defend, okay? And what in, in a massive advantage in the fact that they they had 36 seats that were not defended versus 29 from the other side. Okay. Mm -hmm. We were also told it was going to be like a 25 to 35 seat advantage in the in the US House. We might have a 12 to 13 seat. So it feels like a loss. But one of the things that I had said uh before the the election was that I believe that what if if that red wedding scenario, red tsunami, whatever you want to call it, if that scenario actually happened, right, that the Democrats would look to end the electoral college heading into 2024 so that they could use the popular vote, right? Right. I dare them to do that. Because nationally, in the popular vote, Republicans one for the first time in a long time the republicans outpaced democrats uh, despite the results right millions more the gop received 50.6 million votes to 44.8 million i want you to think about that that's 52 to 46 on a national scale So I dare you, right? Uh, and I think to be clear, Tuesday night was not a loss. No, it, it just, just wasn't, wasn't as, a win. It just mm. wasn't what was expected, right? It was right. the. And I think the great analogy that I've heard is, you the spread was seventeen points and you won by three. <clears throat> is that right. kind of a you, disappointment? Yes, but yeah. you still won. Right. Now, it's Ronald like, McDaniel I mean, um, talking about how it's a win because we get to wave goodbye to Nancy Pelosi is insane. But that that's all notwithstanding here. I think what we got to do is we got to get to the B or not the B, though, Pat. You ready? Do it. Let's do it. Are you sure? Are you sure? Oh, I'm very sure. Lay that headline on me, please. All righty, then. How to cope when the election doesn't go your way. How to cope when the election doesn't go your way. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And folks, we are mid-November now, basically. I don't know about you guys. I, I, I don't know what it's like in Chicago right now. I do know what it's like here. It's cold. Mm -hmm. um, I, I took some garbage out yesterday and just went into my garage and then out to where my garbage can is on the side. And I'm like, holy crap, that's cold. Like, I did not expect how cold it was. Um, therefore, this time of year is great for some hot chocolate. Um, it, it's something that, that's just good just to kind of warm your bones. Um, if you're a coffee drinker, I mean, that, 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 could, that could do the trick too, I suppose. Um, what I'm saying is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. They've got all sorts of different great hot chocolate flavors over there if you're not a coffee drinker. Um, if they've got coffee, they have tea. 
um, and everything is fresh roasted. They, they send it to you in, in um, bags and batches um, so that way you have it as fresh as humanly as possible. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical Thinking. You'll get 5% off your purchase. It's worth it, folks. Oh, and by the way, did I mention this? They are a Utah-based company, too. They, they are not mm-hmm. this like national chain. They are a local company that you can support. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. That is coffeebrandcoffee.com. Oh, and use the pr- promo code critical thinking to get 5% off. You are correct. Yes, yes. Uh, how to cope when the election doesn't go your way? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This has got to be the Babylon B because this is going to be an insane list. You would be correct, sir. This is the Babylon B. Maybe Donald Trump could take this advice. Uh, yes. Uh, wherever your political loyalties lie, we're, prob- we're probably disappointed in the result of the recent election. After all, you weren't crowned king and placed in a position to impose your own personal desires on the whole of mankind. Bummer. Here are some tips to cope with disappointing uh, a disappointing election. One. If your name is Francis Beto O'Rourke, stop running. Read the room, guy. Two, ask your therapist to rock you gently to sleep while you suck your thumb like a boss. Three, burn down an entire city block. Election rage falls under the First Amendment. You can't be arrested. Four, eat five whole cheesecakes. Food makes the pain go away. Five, dance around an altar and cut yourself so that you ball so that um, ball will hear your cries. Seems about as effective as ranting about the election on TikTok. Six, watch the notebook. What do you want? <laughs> you want Ryan Gosling? Just admit it. <laughs> Seven, uh, hold up a fake served. Uh, head of your political opponent and then take a picture of it uh this won't backfire at all Uh, just ask kathy griffin um eight claim you won anyways boom checkmate nine storm something like a capital and then finally ten move to to move to canada but not really threatening to move will make people feel your pain I appreciate Dominic Izzo donating to the fund. Once again, $100 of Dominic Izzo's money in our pockets. With that, though, Pat, are you ready to uh, announce a brand new Richard of the Week? Oh, I'm very ready to announce a Richard of the Week. And with that, the four nominees that we have for Richard of the Week this week are... We have, well, first of all, we have Vladimir Putin for his war crimes in Ukraine. We then have Joseph Marionette Biden. Hey, Pat. For his, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to tell me? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Joseph Marionette Biden for his, uh, kind of dumb reaction to the uh, election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have Donald Trump who not only went after Ron DeSantis, which that would have been one thing, 
mm-hmm. but he went after Casey DeSantis, a cancer survivor, and was just absolute Richard-like in his reaction to the elections and the way he reacted and just how threatened he has been by all of it. Just flat out a child. Yeah, it's it's one of the most childish things I've ever seen. And then you have Democratic strategist Kurt Bardella. Do you know who that is? No, I do not. I, I haven't heard that name before either, but he is um, was on MSNBC uh, the other day. Um, and which he discussed the outcome of the uh, race in Colorado for Lauren Bobert. Which, by the way, Pat, um, update on that. She's going to win. Yeah. Um, The uh, what what he had said is that uh, if her seat turned out to be a loss for the Republican Party, it might as well yet be a gain for OnlyFans. So what he's suggesting is. If she loses, she should turn to porn. Yeah, what? That is pretty bad. That is sexist. That is misogynistic on a level that I can't even. Look, is Lauren Bobert an attractive female? Yes. I was going to say, yeah. But there are level like this is if you were to put a poster of or put a video together of what actual sexism and misogyny look like, it's that you've got the reduction of a woman to her looks. You've got the she's only good for one thing. You've got this. You got there's at least 10 layers of misogyny and sexism in that. Where's the Me Too movement on this? Uh, nowhere, because she she uh, dares to think differently. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. He he uh, apologized. Oh, and that apology, by the way, Pat, also came with a um, caveat, a a asterisk. If your apology is not unequivocal it is not an apology i apologize but or i apologize however this is what nope 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 i now she's hilariously you know came right back at him and just was like um winning by the way because as he was spewing that crap out of his mouth, more votes came in in her district. And she went from down, what did we say? She was down like 300 or something votes when we, we talked about yeah. that. To she's up over 1,000 or 1,100 votes now as of the last yeah. time I looked at that election. Oops, the daisy. Um, by the way, I, if he truly indeed apologized... He's not sorry. I can tell you that right now. No, he's sorry. He got caught by the rest of the people at MSNBC, but that's just so stupid. Um, yep. So if it weren't for Donald Trump, he would be my winner. 
by the way, because that's awful. Terrible, horrible, yeah. bad. So Donald Trump is your winner, too? Oh, 100%. You'd go after okay. Casey DeSantis for what? Right. It's just he is being an absolute child for no reason. No reason. What you doing, bro? What you doing? You are reminding people of everything they hate about you, nothing that they like about you. Everything. I, I, I'm not supporting that. Please, somebody else run for the love of all things holy. Anything will be better than Donald Trump, because if it's Donald Trump, I guarantee you, we are going to see another four years of puppeteer. No, thank you. All right. So with that having been said, it is time for us to hit the fryer. Are you ready? Let's do it. Ah, that fresh, fresh sound. Pat, why don't you give us your worst story of the week? Well, my story is kind of a plethora of things, but it's all on one topic. Abortion. Montana rejects ballot measure to require medical care for infants who are born alive. And I'm putting this in the same vein um, with abortion because we look at all of the ballot measures for that were pro-life that failed uh, over this last week in the election cycle. Because clearly people in states like Michigan care more about being able to kill babies than they do to protect them. It's the same thing here in Montana, which I, I'm actually, Montana is kind of a, a, I guess, a weird state politically. Yeah. Don't they, um, you, don't you they think, have, you think, don't they have a Democrat in the Senate? I believe so. Like a long term one. Did. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. And, and the, the, the thing is, you would think it would be more of a red state than, than what it is. It's not apparently. Um, because why wouldn't you want medical care for infants who are born alive? Yeah, I really struggle with understanding that vote in a very deep way because whether you agree or disagree with having access to an abortion, right? Mm-hmm. This is about as easy as it gets. It um, failed by if, if a failed abortion happens and a baby is born alive, what what are you now suggesting that that they just let it die? Yep, you're an inhumane piece of trash. It failed by twenty thousand votes. Fit with fifty two point six percent voting it over, against it. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. It was a 4% difference. Yeah. That's how much 20,000 votes in, in Montana matters. But mm. but what the absolute hell is going on? Like, that that's not even a, okay, so if the state decides situation. Okay. It shouldn't be a state issue. Yeah, it should. What are you talking about? Well, no, this should be this, well. Okay, I, I mean, this shouldn't even be a political issue. I should rephrase that. This should. Be, this is. This is a moral one, an absolute moral one. Mm -hmm. And this is absolutely immoral what they just did. 
Yeah, a thousand. It's the same thing in Michigan. It's the same way where every other pro-life legislation failed. Now, the other part of this, Pat, I think we're in where you're going to go, and I want to speed this up just a little bit, is that 70% of single women who voted in this election voted uh, with the Democrats on and voted for abortion. Okay. 70% of single women went that direction. The lie of my body, my choice is very clear. So my question going forward is how do you handle that, right? Because it's very clear that if you are a a, a pro-life individual on a federal level, not on a state or local level, hear me out on this, right? Because we saw this in the polling about Senate and congressional races, right? How do you handle this? And Ben Shapiro got this one right. And this is what I was referencing earlier. Ben Shapiro got this right. It's very simple. I am running for federal office. I don't believe the federal government has anything to do with this. And my position is irrelevant because I shouldn't have a decision to be made on this. Mm. This is up to our state to decide how it wants to handle it. My personal preference is X, Y, Z, and I will advocate for that in my state. You don't even you don't even have to go to the advocacy in your state. You just simply say, this is not a federal issue. We have already had the courts weigh in and tell us that the federal government has no place in this matter. The federal government has no say in this matter. And I am running to a position inside the federal government. So my position on this is irrelevant. And move forward. That's how you handle that. It's not milly mouth. It's not obfuscating. It's the truth. Because what what that highlights is that it matters what's going on in your state. Now, I also thought of this one, Pat, real quick on on the abortion issue. Um, Mm. It's this. That. Or not on the abortion issue, on the state's issue. Okay. When I take a look at the election process. People wonder how the hell Nevada, Pennsylvania, um, Arizona, all of these states, we're still Friday and we have 80, only 82% of the ballots in, in Arizona. How in the blue effing hell is that possible? Right? It's ridiculously uh-huh. stupid. The thing that I continuously harp on and advocate for is that states are great experimenters, right? We're we're 50 different laboratories, right? But the point of those 50 different laboratories is that sometimes certain things do and don't work in different states, and you have to figure out what works best for you. However, when you have experiments around elections, right, and we can all see things that are working and things that don't work. The point of the 50 different experiments is to find the ones that do work and replicate them in your state, right? In your area, right? It would be like knowing that um, we have a, a drug that can cure AIDS. We don't have that. We have one that can suppress it. 
right? But but uh, the state of Florida came up with the the way to cure AIDS, right? You, you, if you were to get it, boom, take this drug, you're cured, right? right. And then the state of Arizona says, no, we're going to go with uh, Paxlovid over here. Say what? We have a proven experiment that works and, you know, whatever, right? I just, the state of Florida, within three hours, we had every every result. We had it all. When I talk about looking at England, right, and how they managed to vote on the day, bring the ballots to the ballot place, everything is counted, boom, 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 boom. Yes, they're a smaller country than us. They're one-tenth the size of us. I understand that. But they vote at a much heavier clip than we do. The, the reality is we should never be in a position for us to never have the result at the end of the night on election night. That should never be a thing. We should be able to, what is the point of 50 different experiments if you learn nothing from them? If you don't take the good, you look at the bad and the good and take the bad out, put the good into your state. What is the point of that? That's the point of when people look at taxes, right? And they look at Florida, they look at Tennessee, they look at Texas, they look elsewhere, right? When they look at um, Illinois and its loss of people, you look at California and its loss of people, you look at New York and its loss of people. Why is that happening? It's because other states are actually attractive in their package, right? They give you better taxes. They give you better lifestyle. They give you better this, better that. The experiment that is each state matters. Why in the hell is Arizona not looking at Florida and go, eh, after the last election and going, oh, wait, we should probably find a way to implement most of these things? Hey, let's go to Florida, find out why they did what they did, how they did what they did, and let's replicate it as best as humanly possible. It's really simple. They have a three-step process, and you can track your ballot, by the way, from start to finish in the state of Florida. It's insane. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's ridiculous that a state like Arizona, a state like Nevada can't figure this shit out. It's stupid. With that, though, Pat, I have my uh, Friar story, and this one is insane. Um, November 9th and 10th in Germany is a pretty sacred, solemn uh, set of days in, in the history of that country. Mm -hmm. Because in 1938, it was Kristallnacht. Uh, the the right. Basically, the rounding up, the mass murdering of Jews in Germany. It's a brutal, awful, terrible. Also, not just the Jews, by the way, but also purging of um, opposition within the Nazi party to Hitler. OK, um, there's a lot of terrible things that happened on Chris Kind uh, Kristallnacht. So it's worth memorializing, right? It's worth right. remembering. It's worth never againing. Right. Right. Uh, would you, uh, if you owned a company, would you uh, market to the German Germany, uh, the Germanic people? Would you? Would you market to them? 
uh, around Kristallnacht? Um, it would depend on how. Okay. Well, um, KFC but- in Germany. That should be your first clue that this is going to be a bad story. Uh, yeah. Um, apparently, they thought that the German people would want to commemorate that night with cheesy chicken, Pat. <clears throat> no, that is not a misprint. Um, I'm not. I'm not following. What's the problem with cheesy chicken? This is what's wrong because if you opened or got notifications from the KFC app in German, in Germany, uh huh. Th- this is this is what they were doing. Quote, it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KFC, or excuse me, now at KF Cheese. Huh? It's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. Now at KF Cheese. Those, those, those two things don't even belong together. KF, I, I just, I just, cheesy chicken. Uh huh. Kristallnacht. Make no sense. What the f? Oh no, they issued an apology, saying that this was an internal process issue, and that somebody, because they have a like a automation for all of the different um like holidays or or important dates in the the calendar in Germany, right? That that this message accidentally got sent out because that was one of those automated situations. So going to blame automation for a message that says we it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht? No, it's not Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. First of all, that would suggest that it's something to be celebrated. Right. What the f are they doing? This is terrible, horrible, no good, very bad, Pat. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh, and then and then the messaging of we gets worse, though, Pat, oh, because boy. it was an, an internal process, right? Please excuse the errors. We don't want that to happen again. They continue to say that we understand and respect our uh, re- respect. We understand and respect the gravity and history of this day and remain committed to equity, inclusion, and belonging for all. (laughs) Again, this is really simple. We apologize for the mistake. It was wrong. Stop. (laughs) It's just that simple. We understand that this was hurtful and offensive. Stop. <laughs> we apologize that this was hurtful and offensive. We recognize the the damage that Kristallnacht did to the Jewish community. Done. Don't need to tell us your internal process to blame. It's just that simple. Uh, what the? Kristallnacht? You're messaging around Kristallnacht? In what way is that a good thing in any business other than to say we we recognize the sol- solemnity of this e- event and um, we stand with our Jewish brothers and sisters? 
That's it. That's all you do. If you do anything at all. This this knee jerk that we have to like be out there for every event, everything, all the time, everywhere, it, by corporations is insane. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts, because I just can't even with this week. Well, uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And since it's after Andrew Coppin's birthday now and that he is another year older, today's gift for his birthday month. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Is a uh, extra large pack of Depends. Dude, I am not that old, but it would be helpful as we do this show. I don't have to get up and and go to the bathroom. That'd be great. (laughs) With that being said, though, please be safe. Be kind. Be smart. Make sure you eat all of your meals. And oh, by the way, we got to I got to tell that story because people are probably wondering why I'm putting that in there. So the other day um, we discovered an issue with our DVR on on Comcast, right? Oh, and yes. Uh, yes. my wife, my wife wants to record the Great American Christmas movies on Great American Family, right? Okay, great. That's good for her. <sighs> Whatever. Good I, 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 and and I indulge her that because she indulges me sports all the time, right? So hey, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna throw her that bone. But we call yeah. Comcast trying to figure out this issue. Comcast decides to tell us that uh, we need to reset everything. Just wait an hour. And if it doesn't work, then we need to contact them back. So we contact them back. And then after that hour, because it's not working, the new customer service representative is clueless, like 100% clueless as to what the hell is actually going on, nor how to help us. Uh huh. And my wife is increasingly getting more angry, more angry, and more angry, right? Uh huh. He comes at her as he is trying to stall and look up information and make small talk, right? You can tell he's stalling. And he stalls with first, how's your day going? All right. As a former customer service rep for the better part of 20 years, that's the, if you are calling into customer service, the chances are something is not right. So don't ask them how their day is going. Right. Um, By the way, wasn't this like 11 o'clock at night? It was 11 o'clock at night. So that's 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 strike number So that's strike number two, by the way. Strike number one is the fact that he's clueless. Strike number two is, how is your day going? My wife's response was just to laugh at him and go, great. (laughs) So clearly, clearly the cues are there to shut up, right? What does the guy then come back with as his second Oh, it's have gonna, you eaten all your worse. meals today? Have you eaten all your meals today? Both of us look at each other. What? What the hell was that? Right? I can't stop laughing, Pat. And she's on the phone trying to deal with this issue. I'm only getting her more angry because I am laughing hysterically at this point. And... I got it's to the point where I had to go somewhere else in the house. I cried from laughing at this. Have you eaten all your meals today? It gets worse because he then goes on to explain this, Pat. He then goes on to say, Well, you see, I growing up, I wanted to be a doctor. You're a customer service rep for Xfinity now. Um, so yeah, you may have wanted to grow up being a doctor. And then he goes, 
but uh, I still want to help people. I'm just helping people in a different way now. My wife was like, you sure are. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. And he was like, so while I'm giving, while I'm working with people like this, I also like to make sure that they've got all the things that they need for life. And that includes making sure they eat. So I waited until my wife was like off the phone and I just walked back into the room and the first thing, and she looked at me and she was like, don't. <laughs> and I was like, did you eat fourth meal yet? She's like, you <laughs> did you eat all your meals today? So um, a la Doc Thompson, that's going into my closing of the show. Be safe, be smart, be kind. Make sure you eat all your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.